Welcome to the Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Michael Davis, and if you're a wrestling fan, you know what time it is. It's WrestleMania weekend. If you're like me, this is the holiday season, so ring the bell, find a comfy spot on the couch, and let's kick this weekend off the right way with the podcast next. Can we talk about WrestleMania without talking about the whole weekend, the pre-mania festivities, as you will? And obviously, um, WrestleMania is made into such a big weekend. And so before we get into the WrestleMania action, I want to take a moment to mention this Hall of Fame. Um, You know, it's a very small class. Uh, We have Queen Charmel going in as your women representative. You have Vader going in as posthumously, as well as Shad Gaspard, who Shad is winning the Warrior Award for um, losing his life, you know, getting lifeguards to save his son instead, um, which is what any father would do. Um, it was a very tragic incident. We got the Steiner brothers going into the Hall of Fame. Um, I've met both of these guys before, and um, I've mentioned WrestleCade several times. Uh Love, love, love WrestleCade. Um, Thank you, Tracy, for listening to my last episode on Monday. But, you know, this is going to be interesting. I don't know what Scott Scott Steiner is going to stay. I really don't. Um, If it's anything like my interaction with him at WrestleCade, it was funny. But I don't know if he and Triple H have resolved all their issues, um, which we'll be covering Triple H um, in one of the next couple episodes um, after he announced his retirement from the ring because of a heart issue. Um, But I want to take a moment to just honor The Undertaker. And people are complaining about it being a small class. The Undertaker could have a class of his own. Genuinely and truly, The Undertaker could and should have a class of his very own. He is... One of the greatest of all time. He is a WWE lifer. He did everything right by the WWE standards and by wrestling fan standards. Like so much character development and, you know, had a WrestleMania streak of 21 wins before he suffered a loss and then came back and continued to wrestle, you know, for what, you know, six years. After that, after that loss to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30, um, his last WrestleMania was during COVID against AJ Styles, and that was a very fitting ride-off into the sunset, if you will. And The Undertaker, thank you so much for all you have done, and very, very, very well-deserving. And, you know, no, no disrespect to the others, but this is The Undertaker's weekend. He really should have had a class of itself. And WrestleMania has started off a little early with Friday Night SmackDown. We have Ricochet defend his title against Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Um, Ricochet wins that match. Um, It's a shame that they're not going to have a title match at WrestleMania. But, you know, teach their own. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal has went so far below. Why do you not have this on the kickoff of one of the two WrestleMania nights? Instead, you're going to have it on SmackDown. I guess that's to appease the Fox Network executives. Who wins that? I don't know. Um, 
I don't think it'll matter, which is the sad thing. Like, you know, this match could prepare Cesaro when he first won it, the the inaugural one, by by slamming Big Show over the top rope. Obviously, Hulk Hogan, Andre, uh, tribute right there. I don't know if you really need to care who wins that match, um, but we do have NXT stand and deliver. We have Dolph Ziggler defend the NXT title against Braun Breaker. Easy that Braun Breaker wins it the same weekend. His uh, uncle and father go into the Hall of Fame. The Steiner brothers also would really love for him to use the Steiner name, but you know that's another point. Raquel and Dakota Kai, um, they're teaming up once again against Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane. It's on the kickoff, though, which confuses me. And Raquel and Dakota have had their issues, but they're teaming up again. I don't think Toxic Attraction loses. If they do, they're going to send them and Mandy Rose up. Mandy Rose is defending her title. Again, I don't see Mandy Rose losing unless they call her up. And so you could have Core Jade win, um, if anyone. I don't see either Shirai winning it back or Kaylee Ray, who had a good run with the UK title. We have a ladder match. You know, we have Carmelo Hayes defend the North American title against Santos Escobar, Cameron Grimes, Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller. I want to say, since Cameron Grimes had that second chance opportunity to qualify, I think it's going to be Cameron Grimes who wins, which would be awesome. I loved him ever since Trevor Lee. He was at my birthday party, fun fact. Um, and then you have Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. I think it's Tommaso Ciampa's last NXT match, whether he goes to the main roster, whether he goes uh, and leaves the company. So it's going to be a sad day, but I think Tony D'Angelo gets the nod and Ciampa does the right thing by going out on his back. Um, got the NXT tag team titles, Imperium, Cree Brothers, and MSK. Uh, fully expecting Imperium to win, but would not be surprised with either of the other two. Got LA Knight and Gunter. Um, honestly, it's Walter. Um, so LA Knight's not going to win that one, but he could be a shoe win for the main roster. And I believe I believe that is it on those NXT Sand Deliver matches. Um, so WrestleMania, a full weekend. Don't miss it. When we come back, we're going to start digging into night one of WrestleMania here on the podcast next. Seventeen years ago, my dad purchased the first ever WrestleMania that me, my brother, and my dad could sit down and watch live, and that was WrestleMania 21. That night, Edge won the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. That night, John Cena won his first WWE Championship against John Bradshaw Layfield, and then the Royal Rumble winner, Batista, turned on Evolution and won the World Heavyweight title from Triple H. And ever since then, 17 years later, I have loved professional wrestling, or in WWE's case, let's be honest, it's sports entertainment, but here we are at WrestleMania weekend. I've I've looked forward to this weekend every year, no matter how good or how bad the product is, and this might be the lowest the product's ever been, if we're being honest, but here we are, and WrestleMania has gotten so big that it's become a two-night event. 
uh, they've sold about 60,000, is the last I heard, tickets for each night in AT&T Stadium. So that, that stadium, Jerry's World, is going to be pretty empty. But we're combining my two favorite things. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I'm a wrestling fan, and we got both. So uh, first off, looking at night one uh, for this weekend, we got Bianca Belair, the Royal Rumble winner, or no, the Royal Rumble runner-up. Uh, against Becky Lynch and for the Raw Women's title. And this is interesting because Bianca Belair won it at last year's WrestleMania. Um, a few months later, she would have SummerSlam, and I believe she was facing Sasha Banks, which for some reason Sasha Banks could not compete, and then swoops in Becky Lynch, returning from maternal leave, having to give up the title because she was pregnant uh, with her daughter. And then all of a sudden, Becky Lynch wins in, what, 16, 18 seconds? And ever since then, Becky Lynch has run through the division, and now we're finally getting a rematch, truly, between Lynch and Belair. And honestly, this is a dream match for a lot of wrestling fans. And I know back at SummerSlam, I was very disappointed that Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch only had a match for so-and-so seconds. But it was Becky's return, so... um. This will be Bianca's redemption, and I, I'm looking at this match, and I want to say that Becky wins. I'll probably be rooting for Becky, but they really need to redeem Bianca Belair, and if Becky loses her first title in years, ever, ever since becoming the man, this will be the way to put Bianca Belair over, and so I'm expecting Bianca Belair to walk away as a Raw Women's Champion. Now, if we're looking at, you know, a few tag team matches as well this weekend, we got Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I've ranted several weeks on this podcast about this match um, where nobody really cares about this match. I don't think Logan Paul is going to bring in the audience that WWE thinks that he's going to attract uh, from YouTube or from his boxing adventures. Um, but I would really love to see Ray and Dominic win. I just don't think it happens. I actually think that the Miz and Logan Paul win this match. Um, of course, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin, uh, formerly known as Baron Corbin, formerly Happy, known as King Corbin. He, he's went by several names. Um, what's very interesting is we'll talk about this when we get to night two. Is Drew McIntyre was originally slated in rumors to be facing Roman Reigns in the main event for the Universal title at WrestleMania. And of course, when day one happened, those plans changed, and now we get Lesnar Reigns, but we get McIntyre slated against Corbin. And Corbin gets a lot of hate around the IWC, the wrestling community, and, you know, rightfully so, he's a heel, but I love how he can garner that reaction from the fans and he's not bad in the ring i i've not liked this version of baron corbin just the gimmick wise but if you remember in nxt he was over he was squashing guys in 20 seconds the fans would count through the matches because they knew it'd be quick he was over very lone wolf everything but he's shown personality with these gimmick changes and now he has drew mcintyre this this is the toss-up for me, okay? Because 
Drew can win this match and get back on track to face whoever wins the main event of night two. Or Drew McIntyre can take time off and Corbin can get a win that can propel him perhaps perhaps to a mid-card title. You know, we have Ricochet with the Intercontinental Championship right now. We have Finn Balor with the United States Championship. Those are two faces, and Corbin Corbin could use a mid-card title. So, if I had to guess, I'm thinking Drew McIntyre takes some time off. Corbin wins. But if McIntyre wins, that means he's probably going to be on television for a little while longer. Um, back to the tag team matches, we have the New Days, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. And this was originally slated to be a six-man tag, you know, with Big E in there and, you know, Butch competing as first WrestleMania. But, of course, Ridge Holland and Big E, you know, had that interaction where Big E injured his neck. Um, broke his neck, actually, and we don't know when Big E is going to return to action. So let's let's give Ridge Holland a WrestleMania match against the New Day. Um, and to have Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, another butchered, no pun intended, well, maybe a little, uh, a call-up from NXT uh, to change Pete Dunne's name. I, I don't see the New Day losing this match. I really don't. Um, it's going to be that happy fan, woohoo, let's go. Um, so I think the New Day can win that match. And for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, you know, Raw will be defending on night two. We have the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And Rick Boogs is a very controversial character. He, he's had, you know, trouble, like, finding a groove on the main roster. And then they pair him up with Shinsuke Nakamura. Rick Boogs is playing this electric guitar, and he's he's got the crowd into it, and I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I don't remember who it was who said, you know, nobody's going to be a world champion with the name Rick Boogs. Gosh, how who was that? It was one of, it was either an AEW, either AEW or like a Hall, it was Chris Jericho. It was Chris Jericho, yeah. Yeah, it was Chris Jericho, uh, AEW star and former WWE world champion multiple times. Uh, one of the goats in the business. Who said, nah, a guy named Rick Boogs can never be world champion. And unfortunately, uh, he's going to be competing for the SmackDown tag team titles. And I don't see Nakamura and Boogs winning the SmackDown tag team titles. I think the Usos retain. Um, I don't. I don't see the Usos losing the SmackDown Tag Team titles for a long, long time. And we might be seeing the very end of Shinsuke Nakamura's run in WWE. I'd be surprised if he's still with the company a year from now. But knowing you guys, somebody will look up this podcast a year from now on April Fool's and be like, oh, that's that's the idea. So... Um, getting into a couple of the bigger matches, um, Seth Rollins versus who knows, um, and Mr. McMahon's going to announce his opponent on the night of the event. On night one, Mr. McMahon's going to announce his opponent. Seth's had some very memorable WrestleManias, of course. We're looking back at WrestleMania 31, 
where he cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and to see where we are, you know, seven years from now. Lesnar and Reigns again competing in the main event, and Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins without an opponent, but he's getting an opponent, and if you watch Raw, it's been yawn and yawn and yawn, and all signs point to Cody Rhodes, the former AEW founder, coming to WWE and being the very first guy to jump from AEW to WWE and perhaps being the biggest one that Vince could get. And most shocking, too. Um, there's been rumors that Cody's been in Dallas. Of course, there's a lot of wrestling events in Dallas this weekend, and Cody could expel those rumors by showing up on the Supercar of Honor tonight for ROH. But I think it's going to be Cody, and unfortunately, I don't know how long this match is going to go. Um, they, I, I think they missed their opportunity to build this match. You know, you had Jacksonville and you had Chicago where you could have debuted Cody. He apparently had already signed at both of these Rawls, but he had not appeared. And now you're just hoping and waiting people tune in at WrestleMania to see Cody rather than marketing this match and doing some good promo work too. Because Seth, Seth could, you know, dig the nail in a little bit about Cody leaving and starting a company and failing and coming back. Um, there could have been a lot of direction here, but that 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 failed. Um, and then we have the main event, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Ronda Rousey was the one who won the Women's Royal Rumble and returned that night to action after maternal leave. And I think fans are going to be disappointed in whoever wins this match. Not a lot of fans like Charlotte Flair. And honestly, not a lot of fans love Ronda Rousey, um, especially when you get handed these opportunities, you know. And this is what WWE does ever since, gosh, I would, I love The Rock, but I, ever since The Rock came back to face John Cena is when I'd say this started, was, you know, The Rock came in had John Cena, and then the next year had the WWE Championship facing John Cena, Vince started to love, you know, these part-timers getting the WrestleMania match. But um, expecting Charlotte Flair to retain, it's going to be a submission base. It might be physical, um, but I think Charlotte, and of course, we can't forget of Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Um, it's supposed to be night one of the show. And I've I've ranted and raved about that as well. Um, I don't know if this is a match, but by it being on night one, I could totally see the KO show dissolving and then making a match on night two. And that and that's where I see this ending. I see Stone Cold and Kevin Owens ringing the bell on night two and having that WrestleMania moment. But when we come back, we still have night two to talk about. So. Stick around, stay tuned, see who's winning the unification title match next. Welcome back to the podcast. Briefly, I want to say thank you so much for making Monday's episode the highest viewership we've ever had. That was the first time we've ever released a Monday episode in honor of Scott Hall 
uh, who passed away a couple of weeks ago and with eyes very fit and to be on a Monday episode. So where does the show go from here? I'm so excited to announce that we have a Google form survey you can fill out now. Um, so we're asking about, you know, what you like about the show and we're wanting guests on the show. I don't want it just to be my voice. And so if you're interested in being on a guest on the show, you can make your, you know, wishes known there. We also want to have more social media interaction beginning next week. Um, so if you want to help out with the social media, Instagram, we may be getting some other pages as well. So I'm super excited. Thank you all so much for your support. It means so much. And it's so encouraging to know that the podcast continues to grow. So share this with your friends and let's talk about night two of WrestleMania. Welcome back to the Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast, and it is night two of WrestleMania on Sunday, and you know we just went over the night one earlier in the show, and you know a lot of these matches. I'll be honest, the night two looks thrown together. Um, I'm I'm all for you know two nights of WrestleMania it makes the event more, but you know if you're just throwing throwing matches in there. Come on, at least do a battle royal, at least do a liar match. If we're talking about throwing things together, it's Queen Selena and Carmella as the women's tag team champions versus Sasha and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shane Baszler. Can you really tell me how any of those teams gelled together or came about together? They're really just trying to keep this women's tag team division alive. And trying to get people on WrestleMania. There, there's nothing there. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Sasha and Naomi won. If Ripley and Liv Morgan won. Um, Selena and Carmella could retain. I'm, I might go the Sasha and Naomi. Just by a coin flip. But that, that match doesn't matter. Um... We do have some celebrity matches, of course. Johnny Knoxville promoting his uh, new movie versus Sami Zayn in Anything Goes match. This is going to be a spot fest. I know Johnny Knoxville's going to give up his body. And, you know, if Sami Zayn does not win this match, it just shows you how horrible the product is right now. But I know Sami Zayn's not going to win this match. Um, so... If you want to watch a spot fest, that's what it's going to be. I can assume Johnny Knoxville is going to jump from a ladder just like Jeff Hardy would. Um, shout out to Jeff Hardy being in AEW right now with his brother Matt. Um, the other celebrity match, uh, maybe, um, is Pat McAfee. Obviously, former Indianapolis Colts punter, hosts the Pat McAfee Show. And is also the SmackDown color commentator, facing Austin Theory. Um, I don't have to rant too much more on that build to the story um chase uh sent me you know a better kind of uh build for that you know try and see austin theory you know want and try to earn mr mcmahon's affection and love and support and pat mcafee standing in the way it th this could have been built so many different ways but uh, you really, you really need Austin Theory to go over in this match. Um, if you're wanting to build him as the next star, there's no, 
there's no interest in Pat McAfee, you know, stepping away from the broadcast table permanently. Um, Austin Theory needs to win, and you can't have him lose to Pat McAfee. Um, and speaking of a match, you know, just thrown together was Bobby Lashley returning this past Monday on Raw as a face, as a good guy versus Omos. And this is obviously, you know, just to feed Bobby Lashley a legitimate compared to Omos. And, you know, Omos is going to win this match. It's pretty, pretty obvious unless they've, you know, lost all hope in billing him as a big star. So Omos is going to just destroy Bobby Lashley. This match isn't going to last long either. Lashley's coming off injury, and they want to make Omos look strong. Expect a quickie right there. Um, and then we have some exciting matches I'm looking forward to. Um, Edge versus AJ Styles. Um, I'm not entirely thrilled with how they got there. I'm being honest. Um... But this is obviously a dream match WWE fans have wanted ever since Edge returned from injury at the start of 2020 at the Royal Rumble before COVID hit. And you know, this, this is going to be a good match. Like, in-ring quality and storytelling is going to be a great match. It's probably going to be the best match of the weekend. Um, I'm having issues with who wins this match you could have edge win the match and then continue a feud for the next few months or you could have aj styles win the match and get a big wrestlemania victory over edge i'm leaning towards aj styles and we might we might get a continuation of the feud i'd like it i'd i'd love it but i i hate this new edge um he stripped away everything that made us love edge um, which I guess is kind of the point. He's a heel, but we we need the old edge back. And before we talk about the unification title match, we got a triple threat tag team match for the Raw tag team titles. We got RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle. We got the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, and Otis. And if you've watched, you know, two years ago. Otis was this lovey-dovey, you know, kind of silly guy, you know, fell for Mandy Rose. And now two of those characters are completely different now. Otis is very serious, um, led by Chad Gable. And this is the match I have the most hope for on night two. And it's going to surprise a lot of fans that this might be the best match of the night. RK Bro, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, all six of these guys can go. Like, you could put Randy Orton and Riddle in a singles match, but then you have the Street Profits, you have Alpha Academy, and I think this could be the breakthrough for Chad Gable. You know, it seems like every year there's this, you know, one match that's like, whoa, and then somebody breaks through, you know. We've seen Bianca Belair break through. We've seen Kofi Kingston break through. We've seen this one, that one, you know. I think this is the one that Chad Gable breaks through and is like, oh, this guy can go. He's working with Randy Horton, Riddle, Street Profits. This is going to be a great match. I want to say RK Bro retains. That That's where my head is at right now. But if they want to break RK Bro up the following night on Raw, then they would have to lose to the Street Profits or Alpha Academy. 
and I would probably lean towards the street profits in this case. So street profits and RK Bro don't have to feud because they're both face tag teams. Um, so I'm I'm gonna say RK Bro, but if RK Bro lose the titles, expect them to break up the following night on Raw, which you know has been has been a time coming. But now it's Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. WWE Champion versus the Universal Champion, a title unification match built as the biggest, greatest WrestleMania match of all time. It won't be, but I, I understand the implications. We've never had two world champions face off at WrestleMania to unify the titles. We haven't had it happen. We had John Cena and Randy Orton uh, at TLC 2013 to unify the titles, but we've never had it at WrestleMania. This, again, you know, was supposed to happen at day one. Roman Reigns contracts COVID, has to leave. And so Brock Lesnar gets inserted into the fail four-way, making a fail five-way for the WWE title. Wins the WWE title, and here we are. Yeah, and also, I think he lost the title at Royal Rumble because of Roman Reigns' interference. And then they're like, let's put the tile back on Brock at the Elimination Chamber. And so, now we get Lesnar Reigns. Heyman's obviously side with Roman Reigns. If you think this result is in question at all, then you don't understand Vince. Which, Vince is hard to understand, I'll admit. Um, but this is so easy to see that Roman Reigns is going to win this match. Roman Reigns smashed, stacked, and pinned Daniel Bryan and Edge last year's WrestleMania, and he's about to conquer the conqueror. He's about to beat Brock Lesnar. And these two guys are the only people to defeat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Obviously, Lesnar conquering the streak at WrestleMania 30. Roman Reigns wrestling Undertaker at 33. Yeah, at 33, a few, late, few years later. And it, it's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is winning this. He's going to unify the titles. And Roman Reigns is going to hold this a really long time. I think he's going to break a thousand days as champion. I think he's going to wrestle The Rock at next year's WrestleMania in Hollywood for the title, which Roman Reigns will win. I don't see The Rock winning the titles. And over the next year, they need to build somebody to beat Roman Reigns. And so, obviously... When we come back, we're going to talk very briefly about Roman's potential next opponent, and we're going to talk about the aftermath of WrestleMania next. Welcome back to the Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast, and obviously after WrestleMania, there's all sorts of potential debuts. Um, that can happen, and if you're looking at NXT card, you know, Tommaso Ciampa is one you have to look out for. He's wrestling Tony D'Angelo. He's hinted that his NXT run is over. Is his NXT run over, or is his WWE run over? And I, I hope and pray that they bring Tommaso Ciampa up as Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I could also very well see one of these women in the women's tile match, you know, Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, uh, getting up to the main roster. I think 
actually they're going to put the skyrocket on Cora Jade a little too early and send Cora Jade up to the main roster. Um, I could see MSK with Nash Carr and Wesley if they don't break up Randy Orton and Riddle, which is a very big possibility for Monday's Raw. Um, I, lo- I always love Raw after WrestleMania. It always provides a sense of freshness, sense of renewal. Um, so yeah, I think those are the guys we're looking at for going to Raw. I could totally see Carmelo Hayes losing his title in the ladder match and going straight to Raw and being like, okay, he didn't lose the title via pin. He can go with Trick Williams and be good. Um, but also Santos Escobar is ready for a call-up. You know, Cameron Grimes is ready for a call-up. You know, you have Grayson Waller who feuded with AJ Styles, you know, a while back. People have asked about Braun Breaker. Obviously, his father and uncle, the Steyer brothers, are going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. If he's going to get called up, I think he beats Ziggler for the NXT title and stays down there a little longer. But I would not be surprised if by the end of the year, Braun Breaker is on the main roster. And that's the guy they start building up for Roman Reigns. WrestleMania Aftermath, we've already mentioned the RK-Bro split up. I fully see happening. with it unifying the titles, you know, and the roster getting thinner, they might unify the other titles, and it could be RK Bro or the Street Profits versus the Usos. It could be Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. You know, Sore setting up those face and heel matchups early on at WrestleMania. But you know, one big thing is like, who's going to challenge Roman Reigns next? I think Drew McIntyre is a really good pick. You know, if he doesn't take time off, but you also have, you know, the potential of Cody. You have AJ Styles if you in that feud early against Edge. So there's various directions that, you know, WWE can go. If Drew McIntyre's healthy, he's obviously the pick. If not, and they continue the AJ Styles, give it to Cody, who may or may not appear this weekend at WrestleMania. But that's all we have for the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys enjoy your WrestleMania weekend. We'll be back next week on Friday night. And so can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Thank you and have a great weekend.